Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Montana, this is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. It'll be a lot of fun. There's no place like a Rosendale rally. Forget Trump. Rosendale. But there is no place like a Trump rally, right? We have a good time. We have a good time. And in the election, we won this state by a lot. That was not close. But I am thrilled to be back in big sky country with so many of my great friends and true American patriots. Thank you. Thank you. From the Rocky Mountains to the Great Plains, the people of Montana love our country, love our country so much. They honor our values, and you always respect our great American flag. You see what's happening. This is an incredible time for our nation. We have the best economy in history. The stock market is at record highs. Unemployment is at historic lows. And more Americans are working today than ever, ever, ever before. That's a great stat, isn't it? Think of it. More Americans today. And it grows every week. Every week it gets higher, higher. But more Americans are working today than have ever worked before in our country. It's a great step. That's a big step. Our coal miners are back to work. And we are fighting every day for our great ranchers and loggers and farmers. And we're winning that fight and we're winning it quickly. We're rebuilding our military, crushing the terrorists, and taking care of our veterans. America is winning again, and America is being respected again. As you all saw this week, the Senate is now considering a truly exceptional nominee for the United States Supreme Court, Judge Brett Kavanaugh. And he's doing really well. But do you believe the anger and the meanness on the other side? Sick. It's sick. The whole country has now seen his amazing intellect and his brilliant legal mind. 
Judge Kavanaugh deserves overwhelming bipartisan support. And I think he's going to be one of our truly great Supreme Court justices. So tonight, we're joined by truly terrific Republican leaders from the great state of Montana, including a friend of mine, an incredible senator, somebody that works so hard. And I can tell you, I don't want to embarrass him, but I'm going to tell you, he loves you. Senator Steve Daines. Thank you, Steve. Great job. Steve is a worker, and he does an incredible job. You also have a great attorney general who I've gotten to know over the years, Tim Fox, doing a fantastic job. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Your Secretary of State, Corey Stapleton. Corey. Thanks, Corey. State Superintendent of Public Instruction. And he's just, I mean, this is a fantastic person. Elsie Arnson. Elsie, thank you. Thank you, Elsie. Great job. Been fantastic. You are really, she has done some job. I've heard all about you, your reputation. Thank you very much. And your outstanding Montana GOP chairwoman, Deborah Lamb. So, Deborah, how are we doing now compared to Election Day almost two years ago? Can you believe it? How are we doing? Better, even? Better. Good. That's what we're doing in most states. And the states that we won, we're doing better. Thank you. Thanks. Great job. Great job, Deborah. I'm also thrilled to be joined by Montana's terrific member of Congress, a true champion for Montana. And I'll, I'll tell you what, this man has fought in more ways than one for your state. He has fought for your state. Greg. Gianforte. He is a fighter and a winner. He's a winner. Great. He loves your state. Thank you very much, Greg. Great job. Everybody has to get out and vote for Greg and vote for people that are going to vote for us. Because without that, you're going to lose a lot of the things that we've won over the last two years. You're going to lose them, and you're going to lose them fast. Can't let that happen. But I'm here for a very specific reason. Please welcome the person that we have such respect for. He's now leading in the polls. But I don't want to say that. I want to say he's just a little bit like one or two points behind. Is that okay, Matt, for me to say that? But he is somebody who is going to be a phenomenal United States Senator from Montana, Matt Rosendale. Matt, come on up. Matt. Where's Matt? Come on up, Matt. 
Come on up, Matt. Welcome back to Montana, Mr. President. This crowd is all here for you. And what a crowd it is. Thank you for fighting for us and for always putting America first. Montana is going to right a wrong this November, and we're going to send you the conservative reinforcements that you need to continue your good work. My promise to each and every one of you is that I will always put Montana first and stick with President Trump to make sure we advance his agenda. We're going to repeal and replace Obamacare and give you options on health care that you can actually afford. We're going to protect your public lands and fight against the liberals that are trying to grab your guns. We're going to confirm more justices like Neil Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, people that will uphold the Constitution and defend your Second Amendment rights. Speaking of the Second Amendment, we have some breaking news tonight. We were informed and learned last night that the NRA has endorsed my campaign. We're going to secure our border, enforce our laws, and build that wall. We're going to keep this economy growing, your taxes low, and get government off of your back and out of your wallet. We've all seen the problems with big government, politicians representing themselves and not us, intoxicated with privilege and power. They start worrying about the next election instead of the next generation. <laughs> President Trump, I agree with you. We need term limits. That's why if you elect me, I promise to serve no more than two terms. 
The people of Montana support term limits. They believe in doing your job and returning home, and so do I. President Trump, thank you for your support. We need everyone in this room and across this state to step up, and we can win this race. President Trump and I are counting on you to help us here. So tonight, I humbly stand before each and every one of you and ask for your vote this November. Together, we will win this race, and we will send President Trump the support and help that he needs back in Washington. Thank you, Montana. Thank you, President Trump. May God bless each and every one of you and the United States of America. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, very much. Thank you. Matt Rosenberg. Very, very important, very, very important that we elect Matt and, frankly, other Republicans. We have to get the Republicans. We'll get things we want. We've started the wall. Everybody wants the wall. We've spent $3.2 billion on the wall. We've got to get the rest of the funding. We're going to get it. The Democrats want to obstruct that. They want to obstruct our great justices. And by the way, you obstruct these justices, you're going to lose your Second Amendment. You're going to lose your right to those guns. You're going to lose your Second Amendment. So be careful. Be careful. Be careful. And don't forget, Tester's going to vote with the Waters and the Pelosi. Can you imagine? Maxine Waters is your new leader in the party. Can you believe it? Maxine Waters. She is something. But he's going to vote for Schumer. They're going to do whatever they say. They stick it. I will say this. I will say this. One thing. Their policies are horrible. They're for open borders, meaning let all the crime come in. They're against so many things that you want. You know, I've been saying, and I've been saying it strongly, they're going to take away, they're going to hurt your Social Security so badly, and they're killing you on Medicare. Just remember that. I'm going to protect your Social Security. We're going to take care of your Social Security. Matt Rosendale is going to make sure we're not touching your Social Security and your Medicare is only going one way that's stronger. They're going to end up taking it away from you and you won't even know what happened. And on top of that, you're going to pay more tax. It's crazy. John Tester will never drain the swamp because he happens to live in the swamp and he loves the swamp. John Tester... I feel a little guilty because, you know, he did run the most beautiful commercial I heard yesterday. It started. And he's like my best friend, President Trump this, President Trump that. It's amazing when you win a state by a lot of points. 
how even Democrats can like you. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but the problem is he's never going to vote for me. He's not going to vote. But he's taken more cash from lobbyists than almost anyone in the entire Senate. He's controlled by his donors. One of the saddest things that I've seen is when John Tester and what he did to a great, great man, Admiral Ronnie Jackson. Admiral Jackson was subjected to horrible lies and smears. Now, I'm, you know, a victim of that too, but I'm sort of getting used to it. <laughs> At least it's my job. You know, I was going to say, I'm a politician. I never thought I was going to say, I'm a politician. Can you believe I'm a, I guess I'm a politician, you know? I guess I'm a politician. Think of it. I didn't want to say that. One of the few times I've said it, yeah, I'm a politician. But you know, I've only run once, and that was for president, and I won. How did that happen, right? Isn't that nice? I won once, and I won. A lot of people have spent their lives trying to be president. We know them all. Some we respect, and some we don't respect too much. But Ronnie Jackson, he's a doctor. He's an admiral. He's actually the doctor that gave me my physical. And he said that I'm in great shape. And the Democrats and liberals and deep state, they were very upset to hear that. So they got tougher and tougher and they lied more and they write more books now. I never saw, I have books that stacked up this high. Actually, the ones that are really good are number one, two, and three on the bestsellers list, right? The ones, the really good ones. By justice, you know, I call her justice, but she's judge, but she's justice to me. Janine, we love her. Judge Janine. By Greg Jarrett. How about Bongino? He's got a very successful book. How about Bongino? So many, and they're all doing great, and that's what makes me happy. But the media doesn't talk about those books. They only talk about the bad ones of which there are plenty. They're lies, but they're plenty. But Admiral Jackson, his reputation was attacked, and all of those horrible things that were said about him turned out to be lies, and they turned out to be false. Remember? People don't want to say that. In the last election, Washington Democrats put John Tester in charge of electing extreme liberals. I mean, I'm talking about serious liberals, many of whom you're watching attacking Judge Kavanaugh and looking like fools, frankly, looking like fools. And one of them will most likely be a candidate to run against your favorite of all time president, me. me. But when I see the anger in their eyes, when I see the anger of what they say to an intellect far greater than theirs, not even a contest, but I see the anger and the hatred. What's, what are they doing? 
What are they doing? They're losing by doing it. They're losing by doing it. I just want to finish off, though. What Tester did to Admiral Jackson should never, ever be allowed. Ronnie Jackson is a great man. Ronnie Jackson has led a great and beautiful life. And to have lies told about him, I would never repeat what they are. See, in my case, they repeat them. I say, don't repeat them. They're terrible. They say, no, we're going to deny him. Do we love Sean Hannity, by the way? I love him. But here's the only thing. He puts up all these losers that say horrible things. I've got to talk to him. One after another. Donald Trump, he's lost it up here. You know, it's pretty tough. I stand up here giving speeches for an hour and a half, many times without notes. And then they say, he's lost it. And yet we have 25,000 people showing up to speeches. And, and by the way, look at all the fake news back there. Donald Trump. They go, Donald Trump. You know, it's really funny. Donald Trump's lost it. So I beat 17 great Republicans. I mean, senators. I beat governors. A couple of people, great people like Ben Carson. I beat a lot of great people. Ben Carson was tough. But I beat 17 great people. And I respectfully say I beat the Bush dynasty. Okay. I told you. Pretty recently. Okay, now I have the privilege of going against crooked Hillary Clinton. So I beat, I beat crooked Hillary. I beat crooked Hillary. And the Electoral College is hard. It's frankly, if we didn't know better, and maybe we're starting to find things out that we didn't know, it's hard and harder to win than popular vote. Popular vote, you go to three, four states, and boom, 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 you win the It's like the 100-yard dash versus running the mile. You practice differently. She forgot that. She forgot to go to a couple of very important states. Gee, I don't think I'm going to go to Michigan too much. I don't think I'm going to go, she said, to Wisconsin. I do hear her husband said, you know, you better go to Michigan. You better start going to Wisconsin. Well, fortunately, she didn't listen to that. But, but think of it. So I beat the Republicans, governors, senators. I beat the Bush dynasty, respectfully. I beat Hillary, who stole it from Bernie. Bernie should have won, but that's okay. They stole it. Superdelegates. How do you like superdelegates? But she's got superdelegates that were handed to her. Bernie should be angry. Why isn't he angry? <laughs> crazy Bernie. He is so crazy, but you know what? I saw him the other day on television. And he's ranting and raving. He's sitting behind a microphone. I'm going to do this. I'm going to that. Bomb, bomb, bomb. The hair's flying. He's going crazy. <laughs> he's going crazy. And I said to my wife, honey, look at that guy. You got to hand it to him. No, you got to hand it to him. He doesn't quit. 
he doesn't give up. I just don't understand why he allowed that to happen. And he goes back into being an independent. But now he's coming back in. And I guess he's going to run. He's going to run. But think of it. So you beat two dynasties. You beat all these politicians. Charles Krauthammer, when I announced that I was going to run, he said, why would he run? This is the fine. Well, he didn't know me, so I'm not insulted. He said, this is the finest field of Republicans ever assembled. I actually did. I looked at my wife. I said, you know, that's his business. He just said, these are the finest ever assembled. Why am I doing this? And then I said, ah, that's okay. I'll do it anyway. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So I beat all these senators, all these governors, all these brilliant political minds. Then I beat the other side. And then I listened. Is he competent? I think I'm pretty competent, right? Don't you think so? Is he competent? And their ratings are down the tubes. You know why? Because people get it. They really get it. But it is funny to hear that you have all these victories. And you know what? More important than those victories, we're winning in the United States now. We're winning on trade. We're winning with our military. We're knocking the hell out of the terrorists. We're winning now in the United States. You look at what's going on. We have new deals being made. We have a deal we just made with Mexico. That's a fair deal. It's not that horrendous deal that was made years ago that should have been changed years ago. We're negotiating with Canada. We'll see what happens. We're in a little bit of a skirmish, but doing really well with China. You see what's going on? Really well. I have great respect for President Xi of China. But honestly, we have to be treated fairly. Last year, we had a trade deficit of anywhere from 375 billion with the B dollars to, I say, 504 billion dollars. Either one is not acceptable. So we're doing that, and it's working out very well. Uh, I just came on stage, and I was told that Kim Jong-un said some terrific things about me. He said, I have faith in President Trump. Think of this. You don't hear that from them. And just moments ago, they put on, they put on that he said very strongly that we want to denuclearize North Korea during President Trump's tenure. That's a nice, he just said it, just said it. But in the meantime, even if he didn't, even if he didn't, we got our hostages back. There's been no more missile testing. There's been no more rockets flying over Japan. There's been no more nuclear testing. And we have a good feeling. He likes me, I like him. Who knows what's going to happen? But I can tell you why. The day before I took office, and even, I must say, because as you know, the rhetoric was fairly tough. It's interesting. With him, I had very tough rhetoric. And the fake news was saying, it's too tough. He's going to get us into the war. It's terrible. He's being too tough. It's horrible. What does he know about this? He knows nothing. I watched all these guys who have been losing for 30 years explaining why my method of negotiation wasn't working. 
right? And I'll tell you what, I respect him, he respects me, and I think something's going to happen. Take your time. I say, we take your time. Sanctions are on. But think of it. We got back our hostages. I didn't pay $1.8 billion. We got back our hostages. Nothing. We paid nothing. But it's funny, you know, because other than NATO, because I got them to pay billions and billions of dollars more, because we're paying for NATO. We're paying this massive percentage of cost. We're protecting Europe. But I got them to pay billions of dollars more. And the fake news said he wasn't respectful to the leaders of other countries. And they're right in a way, because I said, listen, folks, I'm sorry, you're going to have to pay up. You got to pay up. You're delinquent. You know, in real estate, we say you're delinquent. And somebody asked me, it's really amazing they never covered this, because if they do, they would have said this is terrible. One of the leaders in front of the others, 28 nations, one of the leaders who I get along with all fell. They respect us now because they couldn't believe. For years, NATO spending was going like this. And by the way, this is spending to protect them against Russia. You know, they keep talking about Russia. We're protecting, I got them to pay billions of dollars more, okay? But they said, sir, could we ask you one question? It's always nice when a president or a prime minister calls you sir. That means he's a certain respect. He said, if you don't walk away from these meetings with us paying what we're supposed to be paying or much more, will you leave us? I said, yes, I will. And they all said, and they all said, we'll pay. We'll pay. Now, the mainstream media doesn't want me to say that. They want me to say, no, no, sir. We'll never leave you. But then there's no reason for them to pay, right? Why would they pay? Supposing they asked me the same question. Sir, and we're talking about billions. And last year, Secretary Stoltenberg, Secretary General, head of NATO, he goes around, he's like my biggest fan. And I like him too. But he goes around saying, last year, that was when I just did a minor, because, you know, I was only in office for about 14 seconds. So I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to use too much bravado. You know how much they paid extra? $44 billion. That was last year. This year, it's much higher, because now I feel comfortable. I asked them in a more firm manner. And they're paying, and they should pay. But they were saying that I didn't treat them well. If I would have done what they said, or if I would have done what these consultants and these people that I watch on television, who used to do this stuff, they all failed. They failed miserably. So we have our own way. It's a great way. But it's really interesting because when I was dealing with North Korea and they were saying, he's too tough, he's too tough. One of my best meetings ever was with Vladimir Putin. And they said, he was too nice. He was too nice. They wanted me to have a boxing match on the stage. We had a great meeting. We talked about Ukraine. We talked about Syria. We talked about the protection of Israel. We talked about so many great things. But they came back and they said, it was terrible. I said, what was terrible? We had a great meeting. And you know, when I came off stage, they were all saying, that was a great meeting. Thank you. That was a great news guy. 
Then I got onto the plane and they said, sir, I don't think they like, I said, they, they liked it. They're just fake, they're fake news. We had a great meeting. It was a great meeting. And you know the funny thing? If I was tough, if I would have said, you're never gonna do this again. There'll be no more of this and no more of that. And stood him right in the face and then started boxing. You know what would have happened? They would have said, he's too tough. That was a disgrace to our nation. The truth is, with these people, you can't win, but we're winning. I'm president, you're president, we're winning. So everybody knows John Tester's game. He says one thing in Montana, but does the exact opposite in Washington. That's what happens. He'll come home and tell you about your Second Amendment, then he'll vote for something where you knock the hell out of it. John Tester talks like he's from Montana, but he votes like he's Nancy Pelosi. That's what he votes. He's a Nancy Pelosi. No, look at his, look at his voting. It's the same voting as Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and the legendary Maxine. John Tester voted no on tax cuts, and he voted for the Obamacare disaster, which we almost repealed and replaced, but we'll get it done. And remember this, remember this, we got rid of the most unpopular element of Obamacare, right? The individual mandate. We got rid of the individual mandate. That was the most unpopular single. That is where you have the right to pay a fortune for the privilege of not having to pay a fortune for bad health care. <laughs> right? It's incredible. But we got rid of it, we'll get rid of all of it. And, and you know, one thing I have to say also, Obamacare was going up 115%. 125%, 80%, 60%, 53%, all different places. It was going up massively. You know, we want to repeal and replace it. And if we get enough Republicans, we will, and we'll have a much better health care. We've already come up with some of them, association care, et cetera. But, but to do it, and we will do it, we had it, we had it done. We had it done. But remember, Tester voted no. He voted no on Kate's law. Kate's law. What could be better than Kate's law? He voted no on enhanced vetting for refugees. Let's not vet them. Let's just let them pour right into Montana. And you see what's going on. And John Tester voted in favor of deadly sanctuary cities. Tell me that. So that's not a person from Montana. I have a lot of friends in Montana. I don't get, I mean, I don't get it. How did he get elected? How did he get elected? John Tester voted for very liberal Obama judges 99% of the time. And yet, he would make it impossible for an incredible, distinguished admiral doctor not to get in. Figure that one. And yet, super liberal judges, many of whom are mocked and scorned. And John Tester voted against our incredible 
Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch. How do you do that? How do you do that? First in his class at Harvard, first in his class at Oxford, and he decides, I think I'll vote no. And by the way, Justice Gorsuch is great, and he's doing a fantastic job, and Justice Kavanaugh will do the same job. It's embarrassing to watch those people make fools of themselves as they scream and shout at this great gentleman. This election, you aren't just voting for a candidate. You're voting for which party controls Congress. Very important thing. Very important thing. I don't even bring it up because I view it as uh, something that, you know, but they, keep, they like to use the impeach word. Impeach Trump. Maxine Waters, we will impeach him. But he didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't matter. We will impeach him. We will impeach. But I say, how do you impeach somebody that's doing a great job, that hasn't done anything wrong? Our economy is good. How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? We will impeach him. But he's doing a great job. Doesn't matter. Remember that line. He's doing a great job. That doesn't matter. We'll impeach him. It is a hell of a place in Washington. You know, I was thinking, if that happened, Every time a Republican or a Democrat opposite got elected president. So let's say a Democrat gets elected someday. Hopefully it's a long time.